Hey everybody, this is episode 67 of the Alfie Wattam Technology Podcast. Um, as always, we are sponsored by weloveAlpha.com, the place to go if you're a software developer looking for your next opportunity, or if you're a company looking to hire great engineers up and down the UK, that's weloveAlpha.com. Um, today, we are joined by a former guest who's come back on the on the, um, on the the show. Um, do you want to give us a bit of an intro, tell us about who you are and, and what your story is? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Vasil, and uh, I, uh, as an engineer, I grew up from uh, front-end engineer to a CTO position, and currently uh, my specialization is building remote teams for uh, fintech startups. So, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Awesome. Okay, good stuff. Well, thanks for coming back on. Um, so the first article that we'll talk about today is over at Facebook, over at Meta. Uh, they're back in the news again um, from a political tech perspective. So Facebook will disable new political ads a week before the US midterm elections. This is obviously coming up quite soon over in the States. So um, Meta loosely outlined how it plans to brace its platforms for the upcoming US midterm elections. Tuesday, starting with political ads. So in November, the nation will decide a number of key congressional and um, gubernatorial races in the midst of worsening political polarization that the social network has been synonymous with in recent years. So basically, I, I remember this happening um, when we had the US elections and everyone went crazy about fake news on, on, on the sites and that sort of thing. And it, it looks like they're trying to stop all ads entirely to prevent that sort of thing from happening. But um, what, what are your thoughts on on like big tech doing this sort of thing and um, preventing advertising, I suppose, in, in politics? Is it good? Is it bad? I suppose it's probably got reasons for both, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that they have uh, actually ability to do it properly because uh, they basically need to hire. You can't... Uh, uh, write some algorithm that will do it uh, automatically because uh, it might just block some other content. So yeah. you basically need to hire an army of uh, just people, train them what needs to be blocked, what's not, and, and execute it. And I, I don't think, like in my mind, I don't think that it is actually possible to do it properly. Sure. And if you're uh, not doing that properly, you shouldn't state and like declare that I will do that. Because obviously you, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's rather than sit quietly and uh, don't uh, kind of advertise it that you're stopping it. Because uh, eventually, I don't think that they able uh, to do it. Yeah, I wonder if um, if they'll prevent political ads altogether, or, or just a promotion of them, so it can it can increase the uh, you know the marketing spend on on one of them. Because it's. Um, I suppose it would be a good thing to prevent fake news, but then who who decides on what fake news is? What, what Facebook suddenly are the ones kind of voting that and not voting that? Have you seen the um the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's it's about this very topic. It's a really really good documentary. It's worth worth watching actually. Um, okay, cool. And um, the the next um story was kind of very much in your in your wheelhouse. Um, I see, or in, in relation to remote working. So, um, so Apple risks an employee revolt with new return to office policy. Um, so Apple asks its corporate headquarters employees to return to the office three days per week minimum. I was actually speaking to somebody in person at a meetup event last week who was a, an Apple employee from the States who had travelled over. And um, he was talking just about this um, becoming a thing. And uh, he told me just actually as it 
came into the news that, that afternoon. Um, so Apple has become the largest, uh, the latest tech company rather to require its workers to return to the office. Um, as of the 5th of September, um, the firm will require all of its corporate workers to visit the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays, as well as a third day, which their manager and supervisor uh, decides. So um, obviously quite a big change at one of the biggest tech companies in the world after, after COVID. Um, what are your thoughts on Apple's decision to seal? Well, uh... You know, the, the main benefit of uh, working remotely is that you can actually be located anywhere, right? And by allowing uh, or like asking to uh, come twice or three times per week, it basically eliminates this main benefit of it. And uh, what the, then, uh, in the end of the day, uh, why do you want to just, uh, why you're saying that it's two or three days, not full time? Because the whole point is that I can commute i don't know if it's like once in two weeks once in a month that's yeah. a different story right because you can commute it from any basically from anywhere but if it's two three times a week it, that still walks you in a city uh close to the campus and you need to uh, pay the higher uh, uh higher rent uh yeah. and you have your, yeah, yeah you you have your high expenses so i don't think that this is like in general either you tell them come to the office and we work in the office, either you're just uh, allowing them to work remotely. Yeah, I, I'm definitely seeing, you know, as an owner of a recruitment agency, more and more companies start to um, start to ask developers, especially in sort of big tech and big, big corporates, I suppose. Most of the startups still don't really care. It's a little bit more flexible. Um, do you hybrid? Are you fully remote? What's, what's your setup? So for now, uh, we are like, once I joined the company, they stated yeah. that they will be hybrid, but I'm insisting in uh, being fully remote and do it like uh, every second week, one day or something. Because in my mind, uh, when you're building a team, uh, I think it, I want to keep this benefit to be anywhere, to live anywhere. Sure. And I understand the company needs to build a culture, etc. And for big corporations, it's a bit harder because what I found on my experience, it's you need to uh, propagate and uh, kind kind of uh, push people to speak to each other more. And uh, if you have extroverts uh, in your company, it's much easier to do it because they are just natively want to communicate with each other. If yeah. you have introverts, that might be actually complicated because uh, force them to talk to each other might be a big challenge. And I understand yeah. that if you are a big company of, I don't know, 30,000 people, sure. you might not be that flexible to, oh, let's hire just extroverts, right? <laughs> or not, not just, uh, uh, so that, that might be tough for them, obviously. For my company, because it is a small startup, we are, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I can definitely do it, uh, like build a full remote culture. Yeah. And uh, th there are some tricks that you can do as a manager to, uh, cultivate this uh, culture of communication and uh, push people to, to talk to, to each other remotely. What what do you do? Have you got any any kind of I suppose advice for for leaders trying to run remote teams that, that maybe are struggling to get people to I don't know, be on the same vision or struggling to get people to submit work on, on time or whatever whatever the reason is. Have you got any any advice that you could give to people kind of going on that journey? Yeah, I think it's uh so the uh the first thing is as a, as a manager, as a business, you need to think uh, with remote work, you need to think how to create uh, communication touch points. Something like well, in, for my team, for example, I'm, I'm telling everyone that, okay, guys, uh, because we're working remotely, let's 
uh, when you start your day, drop a message into the this, uh, into Slack channel that, hey, I'm here, I'm, I've started my day. If you're uh, leaving, drop the same message or if you're going to lunch, et cetera. So there is, I'm, I'm explaining that it's not about, I'm not counting your hours of how much, uh, how many hours you uh, uh, sit in, in, in front of the screen. Yeah. But uh, the, the main point is that uh, manage other people's expectations. So uh, if I'm if I need help from you, I know that okay, you're out, right? You you'll be because it's easier to do it in the office. You sit in the office, you see that oh, he's in yeah. front of his desk. You can come and ask. And if it's not, you're just not doing that. And here sometimes, uh, if you're fully remote, you don't know why the person is not responding to you. Yeah. So creating this kind of touch points for communication, uh, so people will start dropping messages that you kind of. Uh, pushing them to the culture that, okay, it's it's fine to write messages. It's fine to send messages in, in a chat and talk to each other. And uh, it, it worked very well for in a few teams for for me. And yeah, it, it, it helps definitely. Okay, cool, cool. We actually have a um, <clears throat> a report out on, on, on remote working for those interested. They might want to manage teams. If you go to um, wheelofalpha.com on the website, mm-hmm. you can get the data in it. There's actually some really useful insights here that kind of go back to your point, um, Basile. So 78% of companies at the moment will allow their developers to work remotely um, most of the time, if not all the time. Um, eight out of 10 devs will actually only consider roles at the moment where they can work from home at least four days a week. And I suppose at the bottom, that goes back to your point a minute ago about how you get the best person for the job, not just somebody that's sort of down the road. And I suppose that for me, that's a mindset of working from home. Like, you know, it's it's not just in the candidate's benefit, but it's also in the company's benefit as well, because they get the, the best person rather than just limiting themselves, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, obviously working remote is not for everyone. Yeah. It uh, it depends on your uh, kind of mindset. Uh, you might feel comfortable to work remotely or you might not. Some people, uh, and uh, that needs to be aligned with the company because sometimes you want to hide in your cave, but at the same time, the company will struggle to, to work with you and collaborate. And that is why you might not be a good match. So you uh, company might ask you to, to come to the office. And that is why I think this is the biggest uh, problem for companies now that they are failing to make people to communicate and talk to each other. And I saw that many times in different companies uh, where uh, you have some type of people that they are comfortable to be insulated and work on their own uh, and don't want to communicate with anyone else. They are great engineers, but they are not native communicators. And that is why this is the biggest challenge for the companies. But I think that you, you can do a lot towards that and actually uh, improve it much, much uh, more than you have it now. Yeah. yeah. One of the best working from home tips, strategies I ever saw was just every single day, the, the, the team having just a half an hour touch point in the calendar, you know, first thing in the morning, last thing in the day, whenever, um, I think everyone just religiously sticks to that, you know, regardless of what happens, you always are on that call because otherwise you can go, four or five days and not speak to somebody and completely forget about it. So it's, yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, we, we, so we follow this scrum, uh, all, all these scrum ceremonies, we yeah. have stand-ups and what I'm always forcing my uh, team to do is use cameras. So I'm always yeah. saying that I, I hate to, to talk with a screen. I want to see the human on the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only rule, because uh, a lot of people are shy in terms of the environment where they sit, they, they might be, I don't know, messy at home, etc. But, 
I, I told, uh, I'm telling every, uh, everyone that uh, the only rule that you can switch off uh, your camera is when you're in the shower and on a call. <laughs> the rest is fine. Because we we all humans, right? We all just live in, in the house. It can be messy. You have kids. You, have you can blur your background. So you can turn on the, the fake backgrounds. You know? Yeah, exactly. But like, I, I think it's uh, the manager goal and the company goal is to create this kind of freedom and relaxed environment that people understand, okay, I can be myself. I can be myself and not be judged by the company. So uh, I think that this is the main goal for working remote and, and this communication thing. Okay, awesome. I could probably talk to you for about an hour about remote working. It's it's a good topic. Yeah. But um, Okay, last article of the day. So Google adds AI language skills to Alphabet's helper robots to better understand humans. So still a long way away from <laughs> Robbie the rob robot, means advanced robots, I imagine. Um, so Alphabet's been testing its everyday robots, uh, prototypes, cleaning up in the company's offices. So Google's parent company, Alphabet, is bringing together two of its most ambitious research projects, robotics and AI language understanding, in an attempt to make a helper robot that can understand natural language commands. So they've been doing these since 2019, testing out robots. I've talked about them a few times on the show, um, doing different types of I I tasks and items, like get me a glass of water, um, can you clean that up, that sort of thing. And, and they're, they're working, they're still kind of messy and, and clunky. There's a picture of one there on the right. Um, but it looks like now with the AI language skills, they'll be able to have better conversations with you and turn it into a um, almost like a Lexeron on wheels sort of thing with uh, with some robot hands. I don't know. Would would you get a robot? Do you think this would be helpful and good for? You know, uh, well, yeah. The, the the half of my house is pretty much fulfilled with robots. Yeah, yeah. So I have a vacuum cleaner uh, robot. I have a, a, a lawn mower mower the the robot one. And yeah, I think it's, first of all, the, the companies like Google, they are fully capable to actually deliver such things because yeah. AI needs, uh, needs to be uh, uh, kind of uh, fed with tons of data to actually be able to, to, uh, to work properly. Yeah. And I think it's uh, that kind of companies that, that, that uh, can actually, actually can deliver that. The only problem with Google uh, is that we know how many projects they are just dropping in the middle of the road, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, in terms of the robots, uh, like AI robots at home, mm, maybe I'm not ready mentally. I'm, I'm that person that don't trust to like uh, autopilot in cars. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I might be not very comfortable with that. Your your um, robot vacuum is it the iRobot the one that Amazon just bought? No, no, it's it just a. Uh, oh, did you mean the brand? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, iRobot. Um, Amazon just acquired them the other day for um, a couple of, I think it's a couple of billion, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, mine is Xiaomi one. Okay. Uh, okay. The Chinese yeah. brand. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So uh, yeah, but it, it works fine. I mean, yeah, we have we have robots already, you, you know, in, in, in that small fashion. But I suppose there's there's a difference between an Alexa and what we perceive to be a robot as in a humanoid cyborg carrying around, you know, yeah. stuff. How, how long do you think until that vision of a robot is commonplace in people's homes, in people's offices? I suppose warehouses will probably be the first place, you know, carrying boxes and automating. But you think in the next 
five, 10, 15? How, how, how long until we've got them everywhere, do you think? I think it's uh, in terms of the warehouses, etc. as you said, that might come first. And uh, I think that might be in, in the next five years, some uh, first uh, actual uh, working models uh, deployed. But I think that uh, for consumer, mar uh, consumer markets, that might be 10, 15 years. Because it's not about just the technology, it's also about mental shift for people to actually start using them. Have you seen the uh, the Tesla bot before? No, actually, I've heard that I haven't had a chance to. I know that uh, uh, Musk uh, kind of advertised it, but uh, I saw photos, but I didn't uh, actually uh, read about it. I don't know how real the photos are in, in the respect that, you know, te Tesla likes to... Um, make a prototype of a of a product yeah. sell it raise the money and then use the money it's raised to to actually build the product and they've done that with the cybertruck which is why why the final cybertruck looks quite um quite different to, to the one that was on stage but um yeah. similar vision and that sort of thing though yeah and the specs if actually regarding the cybertruck the specs are different now so <laughs> yeah no, it's just raised a lot of money, but the um the, the basic concept of of the Tesla bot, just in terms of how it looks, it's it's very similar to basically what what I'm describing. I've got a, a picture of it there. Um, in that it's almost it's almost human like basically. <laughs> well, it's it's as close as it gets, right? I, I imagine on the on the head it will have a a camera or or a laser for for determining where where it is and and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, uh, the other day I was looking. The, the other company uh, was pre uh, presented the robot that yeah. can have, like, actually they have a lot of uh, mimics uh, on the face. It it actually it's just crazy how it, it actually smile and you, like, yeah, just to do a lot of. Uh, uh, let Let me actually try to find it to you. Is, is uh, it the one with uh, with fake skin? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Well, there's a couple of different. Um, it's just prosthetics put over over like a you know robot head, but it's uh yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because when when you have the the, the Tesla um, Tesla bot walking around, but it has the the, the prosthetics of, of what you're describing, that's when it gets a little bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, can you imagine when you combine all these technologies, AI with this uh, fake skin one and then some machinery that like a uh, Boston Dynamics or something that, that might be really scary. Well, the, the Boston Dynamic ones are just, are just fiat. I mean, they're, they're amazing, but they're, 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 you know, jumping up and down and yeah. I think they're, they're more military they're designing them for, for, for Boston. I mean, they look like it. Yeah, I think that for now, they, uh, the main market for them is, is military, right? But yeah. uh, they... Again, they do, they build in their technology, which will be definitely combined with something else in the future. So for now, they just build in mechanics behind it to make it flexible. And this is just a part of the future technology, let's say. Uh, so I think that they, they took their niche working on that. And uh, I'm pretty sure that that will be uh, collided with something else in the future. Have you seen the um the video of all the um the robots dancing? I think it was for like yeah. New, New Year's yeah. or something or, or some, some celebration. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sounds good. good. It, it, it humanizes them a little bit, if you know what I mean. It takes it away from being a, a scary thing. The, yeah. the the dog that they've developed. Have you seen the Boston Dynamics dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The um, uh -huh. I, I saw a video of a. I think it was a um like a grapple or an arm on top of it. You, and it was um, opening door handles as yeah, it was walking yeah. by. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was a while ago, but but yeah, they, 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 it is crazy. Boston Dynamics doing a great job in terms of the mechanics. Yeah. Uh, robots.
for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, look, awesome to, to have you back on, on the show, obviously, or to get your, your insights and your perspective into what's happening in the, in the world of tech. It would be good to get you on again in, in the future as well. Um, but yeah, yeah thank, thank, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for your um, your contribution. Thanks to everybody for, for watching on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify if you haven't already. And uh, see you all in the next episode.